special extended episode 30 toby alexander the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every monday wednesday and friday worlds they live by for example put the cookie down origins biggest failures fears awakening moments yoda questions yin yang the alpha round and their wake-up question to finish. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Get to the podcast. This episode is sponsored by a Fitlean Fast 29-Day Athletic Body Transformation. What could you actually achieve in just 29 days? Head over to facebook.com forward slash fitleanfast29 and check it all out. Okay, guys, I've got a really interesting uh, interview for you today. We're here with Toby Alexander, originally from Texas, but he's coming to me live today from Cancun, Mexico. Toby is all about reading people, getting the most out of people, and his company is DNA Perfection. Um, he does a lot of coaching, consulting, and really, I'm going to be very interested myself to find out exactly what he gets up to because it is such an interesting topic. Um, so firstly, Toby, are you ready to uh, awaken your alpha today? <laughs> I'm ready to awaken your alpha. Good man, thank you. So, um, I wonder if you could add a little bit to uh, the bio I just gave you because it was a bit brief. Um, what is it you currently get up to on a daily basis? Well, my main goal is to help people become more spiritually connected and more spiritually empowered. And so, when you're able to do that and know why you're here, what you came here to do, and fully express yourself in line with your soul's purpose your life just flows. And so that's what I do is, you know, mainly via webinars, sometimes in person, but I connect to people and identify who they truly are and then clear any blockages to them making their choices in line with that, their free will choices. Brilliant. We like to get started with a, a little alpha quote that maybe a, that you like to live by on a daily basis or something that really resonates with you. Have you got any some, that come to mind? Well, when you just said that, what comes to mind is whatever Alpha wants, Alpha gets. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> and there's, there's very few real, true, benevolent Alphas in the world. You know, you have a lot of fake uh, Alphas coming from low self-esteem trying to amp that up. But... For me to become a spiritual alpha is to become a real whole man who is completely elegant in his speech, who treats others with kindness, but who also embodies that solid, grounded power that attracts people to them. We, we found out a little bit about what you're up to then on a daily basis, and we're going to delve way more into that. Um, we want to find out a little bit more about you, your story, your origin, your alpha origins. Could you tell us a little bit how you came? Because obviously you don't just sort of finish school and then start doing what you're doing now because it is quite a, you know, an, an area of mastery and quite advanced. How did you uh, get to this point? Well, as, as I said before, I grew up in Texas and uh, Texas is kind of an alpha state in itself. You know, it's like a whole new country. <laughs> if you've ever been there, it's, it's completely different. And you know, it's very competitive. I played basketball in high school and college. And What position did you play in basketball? Well, I, I played shooting guard. Ah, same here. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty short, though. But <laughs> over the, I know in America you have to be tall in all positions, but 
over in England, you can get away with being a little bit short for the shooting guards. <laughs> yeah, I, I was only 6'2", and so... Yeah, I'm not, my, quite, I'm my not goal quite 60. <laughs> <laughs> my goal was to make it into the NBA, but, um, you know, I could shoot from anywhere, but I just didn't have the the natural athletic ability. I was kind of like a Larry Bird, except only 6'2", years, 6'2". <laughs> and uh, that's really not going to do it. But, you know, growing, growing up in Texas, uh, I grew up with a very strict father. And so I was always working since I was like six years old. And that's how I developed a very strong work ethic. And in actuality, I worked my whole way through college by working on a railroad track. So I was on a chain gang <laughs> with uh, three other guys. And we were hammering spikes and leveling track in 100-degree Houston heat all day long. And I got to hear all these guys' stories, you know, because this is my summer job and this is their full-time job. This is their career. Yeah. And so I got to hear all the mistakes they made and, you know, all the advice they gave me. And every time I would finish that job, I would go off to college with, you know, even more enthusiasm and desire to study and to master, you know, what I was doing in my life definitely yeah i was gonna say that's that's gonna give you some motivation i yeah i remember some of the summer jobs i had sort of <laughs> during college and yeah they that's the the real world experience you think blimey i need to get some qualifications and you know <laughs> try and get a, a decent job or have a a good career whatever you end up doing definitely. right yeah and i've always been inspired by challenges and so i'm constantly challenging myself you know i used to run marathons and you know, even now I have to have a challenge in front of me. And so that's really what drives me is, you know, human performance. And that's what led me to studying about the human DNA and how the original DNA was actually 12 strands rather than the current two strands. Obviously, clearly I, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, this is what a lot of people don't know because uh, basically – Science now says that 97% of the human DNA is junk DNA because it doesn't code for proteins. And when I first heard that, I was like, this doesn't make sense. You know, why would nature or God or, you know, the universal mind or whatever you want to call it, create something that's 97% junk. But when I started studying this, it all made sense because the lifespan has gone down so much from ancient times. For example, in the Bible, they talk about people being 900 years old. And now the average lifespan is about 78. And so I got to asking these questions, why is that so? What happened? You know, what happened to the energy field of humans that won't allow them to transmute the body? And as I started asking these questions, the answers started coming. And I've been doing this for like 15 years. And so now I can tell you exactly the physics of source or God, how the soul comes into the body, what happens when you transmute the body, what is the original organic imprint for health. Those are some of the things that I teach about. Whew. So this is deep stuff. I was going to ask as well, I think you might have slightly answered it. Was there ever an awakening moment for you? It sound, when you was obviously going through college and working in your, in your chain game, <laughs> that could have been part of it, I don't know. But was there a moment when you, when you kind of really set you on the path to get into the sort of level you're at now and where you just sort of things changed for you? 
Yeah, I originally wanted to be a doctor, and so I went in as pre-med and did that for three years. But then I started realizing that the traditional medical community was basically focused on prescribing pharmaceuticals to hide the the true cause of a disease. And so it was like putting makeup on or a Band-Aid. And I didn't want to do that. So that's when I changed my major. And I actually graduated with a computer science degree simply because that was something I knew that I could, you know, have a career in. And it was very much in demand at that time. But my real passion is healing and, you know, working with someone to to heal the source of whatever it is, whether that's a inherited imprint from your parents, you know, something that's passed on to you that, you know, you shouldn't be having to struggle with or uh, poverty consciousness, you know, where you have a ceiling on your income and you don't know how to get past that or, you know, self-esteem, self-confidence, all these psychological things that, you know, people talk about, but you can't coach these things away. You know, you, you can't say, I mean, it's kind of like if you have a computer and you want to change something on your computer, you cannot open up a Word document and say, okay, now my PC is a Mac with yeah. no susceptibility to viruses. You know, we're basically operating systems too. And, uh, you know, if we don't work at the subconscious level or at the quantum level, we're going to work at the conscious mind level where I'm talking to you and there's no permanent transformation. Definitely. I mean, that no one's ever really put it like, I really like the example of, you know, trying to open a Word document on a Mac. It, it makes a lot of sense to me the way you put it there. Because, yeah, when I made the switch to, from PCs to Mac, the little things like that drove me insane. <laughs> trying to, you know, get yeah. all the, yeah. Oh. <laughs> very frustrating and it is and then I've, I've in my own sort of journey as well like you say you can say things but until you believe it on a subconscious level you're gonna just sabotage yourself without even like being aware of it and things you're just gonna keep going around in a loop until you sort of address some some deep rooted values and beliefs or you know and try and align them with what what you want in life definitely yeah, and those beliefs, you cannot deal with them consciously. That's what most people don't realize. You know, they're operating at a subconscious level. It's like the BIOS, you know, of your computer. Your BIOS has all the things from even preconception until now. Everything that's happened. You know, and most of the things that happened were from birth until age seven, where, where your mind was completely open to all kinds of suggestions. And so if you have these things stored in your, your own BIOS, then trying to do work by going to someone and having them talk to you, you know, like a psychotherapist or something like that, that's not going to clear what is happening at the subconscious level or any past traumatic experience. And so that's what I specialize in is going to the root of that, the specific twisted energy pattern at the quantum level of the person and being able to transmute that by bringing in the exact opposite frequency. And when you do that, then you're working at the quantum level, which then projects out into all areas of your life. So your frequency rises and you attract a whole new grid of people, places, times, things, and events. Red think about um, sort of in your DNA work, and this really interests me, and you mentioned uh, sort of along the lines of, you can sort of read, I think this is really interesting. I think something that a lot of people would be 
would desire to have this kind of skill or ability that you could read people well, very well, sort of in five minutes or so. I wonder if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. I mean, you can use me as a guinea pig if you want. <laughs> How you can deal with people better if you can understand them and read them and people who are close in your life, like your wife, your children, different things. Like Absolutely. Yeah, basically what I do is I do what is called Akashic readings for people. I don't know if you're familiar with what that is, but basically it's like a soul, soul level reading. Um, you know, we have our 3D body here, which consists of our physical body, emotional body, and mental bodies. So basically the first three chakras, if you're familiar with that term. And, you know, from your heart up, that represents your soul identity. And so, you know, your heart, your throat, your third eye, that would correspond to your soul identity, which is a higher level of awareness. But unfortunately, most people never are able to access that because the DNA that controls that is turned off. And so when you turn on those scalar wave programs that activate that DNA, you can then access that and bring it in and embody that soul identity. And what I do is read people's soul Akashic record to determine what are your innate gifts and talents? You know, what are the specific things that you're bringing in here as something that you can express abundantly? You know, for example, just reading you right now, I can tell that your primary energy is, is something called divine self-expression. And so a person with divine self-expression, they are very gifted with being able to get information out to others, but your gifts will spontaneously come out while you're speaking. And so you could be talking to me or giving me a, a coaching call. Yep. And what would happen would be you would be able to pull in information without even knowing where it came from to help me. Okay, this is so that, that's crazy. divine self-expression. But what I read for people is, okay, he has divine self-expression, but how much is he bringing in? You know, maybe only 20%. So then I look and I see what are the blockages to him being able to fully embody that? Because when you fully embody that and you're doing it in every single moment, you cannot help but be massively abundant. Oh, I like right? the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a fact of physics. You know, that's, that's the way it works. So that's, that would be what I would do in a session is do a complete reading, not only just your energy, but, you know, what are the blocks and restrictions? What are the choices that were made in the past that were not in line with your soul's identity that created blockages or fragmentations and then we do a clearing for that man this is so interesting <laughs> i'm absolutely loving this this is brilliant <laughs> well i'm gonna go i'm gonna take it from this and i'm gonna just completely change the pace of it so all right this is cool i call this my yin yang round so i'm just gonna hit you with some 50 50 little random choices and just go with your gut instinct on this and uh we'll see where it takes us you're up for that sure go san francisco or new york new york Okay. P90X or insanity? P90X. Beer or coffee? Beer. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Hot tub or sauna? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like anything hot. <laughs> okay. You'd, yeah, you'd be the plunge pool then. I should have put that one in there. Okay. 
if it's going to be after you, grizzly bear or shark? Shark. I think I agree with that because I think if, if a bear is after you on land, I think you're, you're pretty much done for. <laughs> exactly. I've always thought of that. It's like, geez, if you climb up a tree, they can outrun you. It's just, oh. <laughs> yeah, I've swam with some sharks before, so oh, it's, cool. it's not they, that were, bad. <laughs> were they uh, little reef sharks or big ones? or? Uh, there was a combination, you know, but if you don't mess with them, then they're not going to mess with you. And plus, I think that when people have fear, they basically attract that. Yeah. And so at my level, everything is consciousness. And so if you want to attract a shark by projecting that probable future in your mind, then you're going to create that. So if you can fill in the blanks with me then, if I was ever to visit Houston, I should? Go to Papacitos. What is Papacitos? The best Tex-Mex restaurant there. Oh, nice. And I'm, I've never been to Cancun. I've heard the only thing, my uh, obviously, I think slightly shaped by the media, but my only understanding of Cancun is woo spring break. But if I ever visit Cancun, I should do what? Well, you should go to the Ritz-Carlton, and then you should also go to Harry's, which is the best restaurant there. And uh, if you go enough times, they'll create your own steak knife with your name on it. And so when, when you come in the restaurant, they'll bring that out to you. That is awesome. Have you got your own steak knife? knife? Of course. <laughs> that is cool. I have my own table. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Um, and what is your favorite movie? It doesn't have to be inspirational. It could be a, just a silly movie. It's completely up to you. What is one of your favorite movies of all time? Um, I think Tombstone is my favorite movie. That is a good you one. seen that? Yeah. Not for a yeah, long that, time. Instantly, I'm thinking I need to watch that again because I do you, like You need to watch it again and just listen to some of the quotes because all of those quotes are alpha quotes. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I might have to get you know uh, get you some of them quotes or get a voiceover to do some of the intros for my shows. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to talk so like a, a moment when you thought like everything kind of came together for you and you felt like you really, you really produced that day or in that period, you really brought your A game. Well, on uh, December 21st, 2012, I did a large webinar, a global webinar, because, uh, you know, as you're aware, many people thought that was the end of the world and all these things were going to happen. But I know basically the different uh, cycles of Earth. So I did a huge global DNA activation webinar and had 3,600 people on it from all over the world. And uh, we we basically focused on clearing the highest priority blockages for everyone logged in and then also doing a special DNA activation that was specifically given for that date. And so by raising the frequency like that, you know, not only do the people on the webinar get their frequency raised, but wherever they are in the world, whoever they come into contact with, they raise their frequency and they also raise a frequency in the grids of where they live, the Earth's grids. And so that was a very uh, exciting uh, webinar. And, you know, I just, I love doing that. That's something I love doing. That sounds like a great way to spend, you know, New Year. That's, yeah, something different. And like you say, basically giving back. That sounds brilliant. Yeah, I love, I love giving webinars. And so 
I my webinars usually last three to four hours. They're huge wow. uh, teachings. This is our the Yoda question. Who helped awaken your alpha? Who helped you along the path, sort of steer you, or just you know was ins inspirational to you? Yeah, my mentor is Babaji Nagaraj, and Babaji Nagaraj is a um, he's known as the Deathless Avatar. I don't know if you've ever read Autobiography of a Yogi, nope. but uh, he's described in that book. It's a classic book that uh, it's been around since the 50s, I think. But you know, it basically describes the ascended masters who are able to completely master their multi-dimensional anatomy to where they can ascend. You know, they can de-manifest their physical form and re-manifest it, you know, in a higher dimension. And so Babaji is one of those masters. And the really, you know, sci-fi story that I'm going to tell you is that he contacted me in 2005 and I started receiving messages from him. And I eventually wrote two books with him. And so he agreed to mentor me, and this went on for four years straight, you know, every single day. And so imagine having a mentor who can read every single one of your thoughts, who knows every single one of your incarnations, who knows every single issue you have. You know, you cannot try to, you know, come up with an excuse or complain or anything like that. That is because, powerful stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like a Navy SEAL times a million. <laughs> and, you know, just having that mentor to really line me up with my mission, because I was in a relationship at the time, and it was a karmic relationship, which means uh, we got together because we needed to heal something from the past. It wasn't a soulmate relationship. Okay. And so he guided me through that whole thing, which I describe in my book. And we had to clear all these different things from the past, you know, all these different issues. Like, you know, most men, especially alphas, they want to have a, a beautiful wife or they want to have a beautiful girlfriend externally. Mm -hmm. And so they go for a trophy wife or something like that. But they don't, they don't see, you know, the inside. And so if you marry, you know, a trophy wife or someone extremely beautiful just for their looks, eventually you're going to really learn who that person is, right? Yeah. And uh, you're going to find out that they're probably not the person you thought they were. And so this, this whole, you know, experience that I went through, although it was pretty painful at times, it helped me to really see through the Maya, what people call the Maya, the illusory realms, and actually see what matters. And so all of those conversations are in my book, and you know, you'll be amazed at some of the things we talked about. We're gonna to get to your recommendations. I think we can go, we go straight to that now. So we're, we're in the alpha round, where this is where we're gonna get a couple of, well, some of your resources, some of the things that you think are really useful, uh, things you use and can recommend. So. We touched on some books there. If you could recommend to us uh, a couple of books that you think would be useful for people listening in. Well, as far as spirituality, one of the best books to start out with is The Holographic Universe by Talbot. It's kind of a scientific book because it basically explains quantum physics and how quantum physics can be used for healing and manifestation. Whatever we desire to create, we're basically, we're, everything exists as a wave, 
until we focus our attention on it. Your beliefs at a deep subconscious level are creating your reality, and our reality may not agree with someone else's reality. We have a collective reality, but each of us have our own individual realities. Yeah. And so studying that book really put everything together, and that's when I really started studying you know, how to do remote viewing, how to connect remotely to people, how to do healing, how to see inside the body. I mean, all of that is possible. The other books, uh, the two books that I wrote called The Great Master, that's 27 steps that my mentor Babaji gave me for uh, spiritual enlightenment. And just reading the book, you get the energy transmission. You don't have to understand the words, but the more you go through it, the more layers that you'll clear, the more veils that you'll clear to you actually embodying your true essence. And so that's my first book. Say so these sound like absolute brilliant recommendations. We've had, nothing, <laughs> we've had nothing like it recommended so far. So this is brilliant. Yeah, this is not like your typical information book. And then my other book is called Mentored by My Avatar, Conversations with Babaji. And so this book is all my conversations with Babaji. Have you got um, a productive resource that you use, either a very high-tech resource um, or a very low-tech resource that you use regularly just going about your daily, your daily life? Well, for me, I basically focus on webinars. And so that's the one thing that I focus on. Mm-hmm. And... What's, you know, what, I, what software would you recommend then, would you think, the pinnacle, if, you, if webinars is kind of, like you say, the thing you focus on, what software do you use for webinars? I use GoToWebinar for most of my free webinars, and I use Omnovia for delivering my trainings. Okay, I've never heard of Omnovia, I don't think. Omnovia is basically designed for very high reliability and uh, online trading. I used to teach financial traders about mental mastery and emotional mastery. And so when we had a a live trading room, I used Omnovia because if you miss, you know, one tick of a stock or a future, then you lose a thousand dollars. So it has to be very reliable. Okay. Uh, And maybe a a low tech resource that you use. Well, the low tech resort, this would be uh, my journal. (laughs) <laughs> I basically collect Mont Blanc journals and Mont Blanc pins. And so uh, I'm very focused on words and words being mathematical programs and everything around you being the best. Everything has a frequency. And so when you use the best to write, you are actually setting the best in motion. It's an intention. And so that I use a journal all the time. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I can completely agree with that because it's, it's like the other extreme would be sort of doing your notes with sort of a, a, a kid's crayon or something like that on a scrap of paper. It, yeah. It's pretty much worthless. <laughs> exactly. Everything you do is either making you stronger, making you more of an alpha or making you weaker. And so when you find out what those things are, you focus on that, you get stronger. Definitely. What's, uh, what do you think, is one of your personal alpha habits that you either do daily or maybe a few times a week? Daily, I have a ritual of playing with my three-year-old. We're always going out and playing sports and, you know, playing golf. Yesterday, we were all day in the golf. Brilliant. And uh, he's, we actually, we're, we're reenacting 
or basically pretending that I was winning the masters and he was <laughs> running out on the golf course, you know, like they do. Yeah. And so we took videos of that and then he got so excited. He wanted to do it. And so he would act like he was winning and I would run off from off the course and, you know, he would try to pick me up. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, before, because I've got a three-year-old, as I mentioned to you, and before you had, I had a three-year-old, I'd think, ah, oh, three-year-old, like that's so small, like it'd be nice when they get a little bit older, but for three years old, they're so sharp and you can have, you have full-on in-depth conversation. Like you say, you can have just, you can do anything. You can just play and just do it. It's just endless fun. That's brilliant. Man. Yeah. The main benefit of that is you require to be absolutely present with your, your three-year-old, you know, a lot of people these days, they have lost what it means to be present. You know, you see people in restaurants, as soon as they sit down, that cell phones come out, they're not looking at each other. I hate that, you know, and, but with him, if you even glance for a second at something else, he's like, Papa, come back here. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's an exercise in, you know, spiritual focus. Definitely. That's brilliant. I mean, you touched on the phones at dinner and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure everyone listening here has at some stage, you've, yeah, like you say, you've seen maybe a big group of like 10 people sitting around and every one of them without fail is just heads down on their phone. And you think yeah. they, might, they might as well have stayed at home and just texted each other what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. And especially teenagers, you know, they'll be with each other and then they'll be like this, you know, one hand on the phone and you know, that that's, creating a toll on the brain oh, definitely. there's many studies on that right now yeah i mean and stuff like that if, if that's supposed to be your break going out for friends with dinner for dinner and then you're on your phone still i mean you, your mind is not getting an actual break ever if you're constantly plugged in it's horrible exactly what do you think was holding you back sounds like it was a long time ago but what do you think was really holding you back from reaching sort of the level you're at now well what i realize is that it's not what you do or what you study, it's who you are. And so your frequency basically attracts you to the exact frequency of people around you and opportunities. You know, that's just quantum physics. That's the electromagnetic field that you are. And so the higher frequency you have, the higher frequency people you're going to attract in your life. And if you and I were not similar frequency, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Okay. So my, my whole focus was clearing those blockages, you know, that I inherited from my parents of lack, limitation, you know, beliefs of not good enough, all those things at the quantum level energetically so I could raise my frequency. And I'm still doing that you yeah, know, every single day. No, but you have to work energetically at the quantum level. You can't coach or talk these things away or read them away with books what was some of the best advice you've ever received? Best advice was to focus on one thing from my dad. You know, I was playing all these different sports and uh, the football coach wanted me on the team, the basketball coach. And he said, well, which one do you really like? I said, basketball. He said, well, just focus on that. And so I just focused on that. I mean, I played basketball eight hours a day. <laughs> I, I was there as well i was obsessed around yeah. around 14 i was absolutely obsessed oh yeah 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 we'll have to play sometime <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i need i need we, we have to play two on two because as i say uh let's just i'm slightly under six foot should we say so <laughs> i need well, someone to pastor or at least fake a pastor <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll play left-handed <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> 
Get insulting now. <laughs> no, no, we, we definitely have to play. It'll be interesting. But um, it's, it's, yeah, I have some clients who are uh, NBA players, and jeez, I say, like, how how cl- when your basketball journey? I am interested because I'm. I say I, I absolutely love basketball. How uh, how close or what level did you get to in the end? Or I no, I I didn't. I did. I just um, I didn't have the belief in myself, and so you know that that was like a catalyst for me to start working yeah. on myself because, you know, I could go out there before the game and shoot baskets from all over the place. But in the game, you know, I would get nervous or, you know, something would happen. I wasn't able to manage yeah. my state. And that's when I really became interested in this is, you know, how do you master your state? How do you master your emotions? And that's what I mainly teach people to do because, you know, look in golf. Golf is now my passion. And if you're coming down the 18th hole and you're leading the tournament, if you don't have that, that mental body control and that emotional resilience, you're going to choke. And it happens all the time. And so even if you have the same talent, it all really comes down to how you manage your emotions, how you man- manage your mind. Even in entrepreneurs, I mean, that's what I'm teaching now is, you know, how to install the entrepreneurial operating system for this. And my example, I mean, I've always, I haven't gone any deeper into my sort of basketball journey. I really, any kind of competitive basketball, I kind of dipped out at 14 because I was doing pole vault as well. And basketball was my passion. I absolutely loved it. And like I said, I was putting hours in, just absolutely loved it. Um, But I was told across the board, I mean, even really supportive people, PE teachers, parents, family, everyone, whenever I was like mad and I played for the county, I did okay up to that age. But just instantly, as soon as someone said, um, basically that I was a basketball player, instantly it was, oh, you're not, you're a bit short for a basketball player. It was, you're too short to be a basketball player. Yeah. And, it, that's- and I, I mean, and I, because obviously you're a young child and growing up and I, I didn't even I was a bit disappointed, obviously, every time I heard it. But in the end, I got to about 14. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll sort of push on with my pole vault because I'm too short to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's honestly one of my biggest life regrets. I mean, at least I'm still fresh. I love basketball and I still play. But it's, it, I just really regret not yeah. at least pushing it on a bit. Yeah. And what you don't realize is that what they told you was a post-hypnotic suggestion. And so – you're too short to play basketball. Boom. That goes in right into your mind. It's installed like as a program. And so that's running in the background. And so whenever you try to do something, that thought comes up and now the self doubt kicks in. And so it stops you. You know, it's like having a mental resident program on your computer running in the background, taking up your CPU. People are running these constantly. And for me, it was the same. You know, I was, I was actually five six when I became a senior, <laughs> and Whoa. then I grew, oh, you know, so five lucky. inches. I, never, I grew five I inches grew. in one summer, <laughs> but I was only six foot in, as a senior. And then after that, I even grew even more. And so I could have walked on and you know played college, but I was already, you know, pretty much done with that. At that stage, when I kind of made that decision. I, it didn't feel like a decision because I didn't even see it as an option. And uh, looking back now, knowing what I know, I had more chance to go further in basketball than I did in pole vault. Cause something like pole vault 
is pure physics of takeoff speed. And you mm -hmm. know, and so if if you can't sprint a certain speed, no matter how technically good you are, you can't get to a certain level because there's qualifying standards, etc. Whereas something like basketball, you can overcome a lot of um, limitations with pure skill, and obviously you've got teammates and doing your role in a team. Yes. So. Yeah, my I wish I would have played golf since I was little because uh, I started playing when I was 40 and uh, I have this challenge going on right now where my my challenge is to become a scratch golfer in one year. And so I, I started this online uh, documented, you know, challenge, which no one has ever done before. And uh, I think I can do it. I think you can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I shot a 71 a few weeks ago. But that's not every single time. So, you know, it, it, it's a great challenge. And, you know, golf is such a great sport to see where your mind is because you see immediately the projection of your mind with your shot. And so you can go back and you can clear any um, discordant program that's projecting that. And then you can get to take the feedback and then, you know, change it and then immediately see an improvement. Yeah. Now, uh, I do love golf, and it's, it's interesting when you how the age you are that you took it up. It's on my list to really get into as soon as I get a little bit older and I can't do such silly things like uh, – because I don't think basketball I'll be able to play too much longer because I've had sort of quite a bad sporting injury and I shouldn't replay really it full-on like I do. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but golf, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting into golf because I, I probably play it a couple of times a year, and I absolutely love it, and I'm just sort of like – I'm ready to really get into that when the time's right. So, Yeah, it's like a meditation. I like to go out there by myself. It's beautiful, right on the ocean here. I mean, it, it is unbelievably uh, peaceful. Brilliant. Okay. Um, we've made it to the final sort of question or series of questions, and this is the wake-up question. And it's where if, if you were to wake up tomorrow morning – and you still knew everything that we just talked about. So all your years of study and sort of applying it, that's still there. But you had to start from scratch. You've got none of your, uh, none of your system set up, none of your companies. You've got n none of your contacts except for your immediate family. What would you do in that first day, that first week? And, you know, and, and why really? What would be a priority for you? I would just uh, create a webinar and, and teach what I know, which is, that's what I do. You know, I don't have to create a strategy or do a bunch of marketing tactics or anything like that. When you're living in line with your soul's purpose, all you have to do is connect to someone and focus on helping them. Because when you help that person and you don't have an agenda, that person, you're probably the only person that's helped them that day. You know, and so yeah. they're going to trust you. They're going to refer you to other people. And, you know, I'm very confident that I can get people results. So as long as I have that, you know, you could take away everything. It's really interesting how um, literally that question I just asked you did not phase you in the slightest. And um, I've noticed a few people how they've answered it have literally said, I would do exactly, pretty much exactly what I've done today. And that's when I think I've found someone who's really sort of you know, tuned into their purpose and what they're doing and they'll just continue to do it. And like you say, I don't think it would make any difference to you really. You, you've got your, what you're doing is just so sort of in tune with your purpose. You just carry on. 
that's all we're doing anyway. Every single moment is a new moment. And so, you know, when we're being who we are, that's how we attract, you know, what we desire into our lives. Brilliant. When we're, when we're trying to pretend we're someone else, that's when we create all kinds of non-desirable things. Who do you think I should interview next? I mean, and it, it could be, it does, whether I can get them or not is another question. So it could be absolutely anyone. It could be a well-known person or a completely off the radar recommendation. Have you interviewed Kevin yet? He's agreed to it. He's on the list. So I'm really okay. looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be uh, quite interesting. Kevin Nations. Yep. <laughs> um, I'll, make sure, I'll make sure I bring my A game on that. I'll be ready for that. <laughs> Frank Kern would be interesting too if you could get him to do it. Okay, well that's cool then. <laughs> They're on the list then, and I'll uh, I will work my my way to them definitely. <laughs> they can hey, they can only say no. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it was me, I would you know go for someone like Eckhart Tolle or you know Byron Katie or someone like that. What was the one question or series of questions that you really wanted me to ask or you thought I should have asked and I missed it? I didn't. Or have I, have I pretty much covered it for a half hour kind of 40 minute interview? What is DNA activation <laughs> well, and <laughs> how is DNA activation essential for immortality? Well, that was just on my mind. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've read my mind. <laughs> I was going to say, so what is DNA? Uh, can you just answer that question basically? <laughs> yeah. Uh, DNA activation is basically the process of accreting light into your field what is called your morph genetic field so that you can raise your frequency and activate the higher parts of yourself. And so this process used to happen naturally as energy would come into the earth, we would accrete it in our own fields. We would raise our frequency and the whole design was that we would all ascend together, the earth and all the people on the earth. Due to past cataclysms that have happened with the earth, various distortions and interferences, the DNA is only operating about 3% right now. And so with certain codes and certain sound tones, you can activate the dormant parts of the DNA to turn on more of yourself, be able to connect to your higher self and embody that. And so that's what I do is basically work on activating those codes so that you can become lighter and bigger, more expanded and awaken. I could keep talking to you for a very long time. It feel, does feel like we're just scratching the surface here, but um, thank you so much for your time today. And um, I've got a lot out of it and I'm, I know I won't be the only one. So, I mean, we're done here. I mean, I don't want to take up any more of your valuable time, but that was absolutely brilliant, man. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. What's the, uh, what's the best way people can connect with you? Because as I say, you do your webinars, I know about that. Um, what's the best way people can connect with you if they want to hear more? TobyAlexander.com or just Toby Alexander on Facebook. Also DNA Perfection. Okay, man. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of your day and we are done. All right, man. Take care. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This episode is sponsored by a FitLean Files 29 Day Athletic Body Transformation. What could you actually achieve in just 29 days? Head over to facebook.com forward slash FitLeanFiles29 and check it all out. Better skin, better confidence and all in just 29 days to get you to the, an optimum weight and get you on the long term path to success.
check out this fantastic podcast, do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Thank you. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. <laughs>